Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is in celebration of fathers, so if you're a dad out there today, happy Father's Day to you. Father's Day reminds me each year of how fortunate I was of having a fabulous daddy. When I was a little girl of three, my dad would call us to the car when it was time to leave on a Sunday morning, and I knew my spot. It was always sitting next to dad, right in the middle of that old Chevy, and I had to sit really, really close. You know, I wasn't going to let him go anywhere. My dad would sometimes say, honey, you've got to scoot over. You're just too close. He was a kind and patient soul. He'd say to me, Kathleen, do you know the most important thing about this life? I'm your dad. So I want you to remember that if you need me for anything, I'm right here. As the years passed, my dad was always there providing that sense of security. And I think it's so important for children to know that they're loved, that they're safe, that they have that well-being feeling. And that comes from a really strong dad and mom. And that's what my dad was. As I grew up into a young married mom of three little girls, just living life, there was always a situation where I needed my dad. I'd call him day after day. What do you think about how to raise these flowers? What do you know about the car? This is what's happening. How can I fix my roof? Dad would always know the answer to every question. But the hardest times for me came during a really difficult divorce. And I remember that day that I called my daddy to talk to him about what was going on, and I was really scared. My dad was a very strong, staunch Baptist, and they just don't believe in divorce. But I called dad, and I said, here's what's happening. I kind of made my way through it. And he was really sad, and he was very, very sympathetic. And he said, honey, your mom and I will be there in seven hours. Well, my dad lived nine hours away. So I knew he was planning on throwing stuff in the car and driving like a crazy person to get to me because he loved me and he supported me and he was building into me to be a really strong person. That was my dad. A few weeks after he visited us, I remember him saying, honey, you need to rest. You need to take care of yourself. This is really hard. I remember my mom and dad said, we're going to take the kids for breakfast. You just go in and lay down and get some rest. You've been through a lot. And as I laid there, I tossed and turned. I fretted and worried. There came a knock at the door. It was my dad. He tucked the blanket in tightly around me, patted my feet and said, Kathleen, just like I've always done, I want you to know daddy loves you. I'm right here. So for these few moments, the next few hours, you pretend like you're 10 again. And I will make sure that your kids are safe and that you're safe. You just rest. I'll never forget how wonderful that was. It wasn't so long ago that my daddy was in the hospital. He had suffered a massive heart attack and that doctor had gone in and, and nicked something. And so my father was dying. And I remember walking in the door. I knocked on that hospital door and I walked in and I tucked that blanket around my daddy and I patted him on the feet and I said, Dad, I'm right here. And he said, you know, Kathy, you know my favorite thing about life. You know what I did that was my most important? And I thought, oh, it's going to be the story of when he created at Honeywell, he co-invented a machine something or rather. It was for a grenade launcher. That's what it was. 
but it wasn't that. Or how he had served for 25 years as a teacher, nope. Or how he loved my mom passionately, Uh uh-uh. It was, Kathleen, the most important thing I ever did was to be a dad to you and your brother and sister. What an incredible dad. I believe that that's why I created in my own persona the belief and the trust and the faith of a father, heavenly father. I didn't have an issue loving or believing or trusting God. Now, some of my girlfriends had abusive dads or they really struggled with their dads and they have a hard time having faith in a heavenly father, but not me. It's my daddy set that all up for me. Scripture says in 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the father has lavished on us. I love that word lavished, poured out, that we should be called the children of God. Well, friend, you may have had a fabulous father like I did, one who stood by you, supported you, somebody that you learned from, somebody that you leaned on. But here's what I know. Nobody is going to love you like God the Father because he's the creator of you. He made you and he knows you inside and out. There will never be anybody that loves you as much as he does. Your earthly dad might love you like crazy, but it doesn't compare to God. And so for today, I'm going to relish in the fact that I had an amazing earthly father, that I have an incredible heavenly father. And we're going to look at fatherhood, and we're going to uh, talk to one of my staffers, Rob Proper, who's a dad of three girls, and one is from his first marriage, two is from his second, and he's going to just share with us a little bit. He's been married to Stephanie for the last year. They're celebrating their anniversary now, and they're having a wonderful time raising those two little girls. And so Rob is here. He writes our segment, The Bottom Line, for our radio show and our magazine. Welcome, Rob. Hi. Rob, this week we're celebrating Father's Day with our listeners. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. As a dad of three children, I know you've had some wonderful tips that you're going to share and helpful encouragement to our listeners today. So let's just get started. Rob, my first question is, You've got one grown and two little girls. With the fact that you and Stephanie both work, how do you guys manage to stay organized with all of your children's events and day-in-and-day-out living? Um, well, to be completely honest, it's Stephanie. Oh, I <laughs> My love wife that. is amazing <laughs> when it comes to um, just organizing our everyday day-in-and-out. If there's something that's happening... She knows about it, and she is good at letting me know. That is <laughs> so, so wonderful. My wife Mom. is um, the best. I mean, she she just stays on top of everything. Good. So she's an organizer, and and she would you is. consider yourself a non-organizer? Are you just um, well? <laughs> when it comes to our family and the things that we try and do, um, she's just amazing good she's an amazing mom and wife so she has so many things always planned that i really am i I get the luxury of just being able to sit back and go oh what do we have planned today oh that's (laughs) so great robin you know what i love i love that you guys are a team working together and absolutely yeah as a woman i just also really appreciate the fact that you're giving her the credit so thanks for being so sweet where do you find your energy with a busy job and i know right now your job has just changed and and you know it's different where do you find your energy with the busyness of a job and church responsibilities and balancing your children's needs um well i i try and get as much rest 
when I can. Um, if that means stealing a little bit of time to get a nap in, then that's what it is. Um, if that means that I have to get some solid sleep and tell the girls, okay, here's an activity for you to do for a while, daddy's going to go get some rest, then that's what I do. But I get as much rest as I can, um, and I don't always get the most I should, but it really is, um, I, I just try and get as much as I can when I can. That's so great, Rob, because I think that really shows us that, number one, you're human, and number two, you're trying to figure out what can I do as a dad that will make me better to be able to be a better dad to my kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know very frequently that rest is so important, and, and we don't always do that. We don't always get enough sleep. Sometimes within our lives, Rob, our children feel afraid. I know um, I was just with my grandchildren, and we were watching some Disney movie that didn't make sense to me that my kids were, you know, afraid, my grandkids, but they were, they were scared. And it mm -hmm. doesn't really matter if they're little kids or if they're older. There are moments when, you know, they feel fear. Tell our listeners how you help to combat fear when your girls feel afraid. Um, well, this is maybe going to sound bad, but I actually live for the middle of the night bad dreams. Hmm. I love them. Okay. <laughs> um, Tell us why. Unfortunately, you, you wake up and you get less sleep than, than you wanted. But um, I actually really came to a realization um, pretty early on in being a dad that these moments aren't going to last forever. Mm, and sure. it really is, I look at it like it's a gift to be able to give comfort to my girls. I look at it like, you know, if they need to snuggle up or if they need to sit and rock in a chair uh, in my lap for a while, I I really look at it like it's it's a gift that God is giving me to be able to form a bond and um, and be able to be that comfort That's great. that and my children need. Yes, and I know just recently um, I heard from Stephanie, your lovely wife, that one of your daughters was up in the middle of the night really sick, you know, like the stomach flu, mm -hmm. and you guys were cleaning everything up, and I just thought, wow, you know, we never know when that's going to happen. And as far yeah. as bonding times, you're talking about being there, you know, supporting your kids, being together um, how else do you find time? I mean, not, you know, specifically finding times, but what is it that you guys do as a family to bond together? And, and do you ever take, you know, each child separately or do you always do things together with the two girls? Um, well, we do both. Um, we, we, as a family, we spend a lot of time together. Um, and really, that really is our favorite thing, I think, to do. We, we just love spending time with one another. I love spending time with my wife. She loves spending time with me. And we love spending time with our girls. So um, oftentimes that'll really result in, I, I asked my daughters what their favorite thing to do was. And they said they love movies. <laughs> so mm. we do spend quite a bit of time watching movies and just um, snuggling or talking. Um and just, we, we just really love spending time together. And it's not always movies. Sometimes it's just eating. Um, but every opportunity that we have to spend time together, we try and take advantage of it. 
That's wonderful, Rob. I recently heard a news report that stated that 56% of people ages 18 to 33 were raised in a Christian home but don't claim to be Christians. That makes my heart so sad. I know that you and Stephanie work really hard to implement scripture and prayer and church attendance. Obviously, your mother-in-law, Pastor Bev, you know, would probably be checking up on you if you weren't showing up for church. But um, I know that you do this in your household and you're molding your children to have deep roots that are, you know, building into them with a relationship with God. But families being busy today, do you believe that having a devotional time is beneficial or not? Um, And do you have any suggestions to our listeners with, you know, what they can do, how they can be building into their children? Absolutely. Um, Well, first, I have to give credit to our church because we have um, just an amazing church um, that is intent on intergenerational ministry. Um, Our Wednesday night services... um, is really all about having time together with young children and all the way to the older people in our church. And um, we do a lot of crafts, and we just we have fun together. But it's really, I've noticed, been a blessing for me and my wife because we get the opportunity to really minister to our children and focus on the scriptures that are being read and the things that are being talked about in the Lord. So our church is actually a really great church, and I would strongly encourage people to try and make something like that happen in their own church, um, or maybe even try and find one that's really focusing on the relationship between family and older people and younger people. And we pray a lot. Stephanie and I pray a lot for the girls. We actually just finished um, a devotion between her and I that really focused on praying the Word of God for your children. Mm. And amazingly, it helped us in our everyday struggles, but we really got to focus on praying for God's love just to be poured out in their life and for them to have a good and meaningful relationship with him. Um, I think one of the things that I really try to focus on is remembering that they have a sinful nature just like I have a sinful nature. So I also understand that everything isn't always going to be great between um, their behavior and the way I react maybe not great behavior. And so I, I try and focus on and remember that um, it's a walk for them with the Lord, just like it's a walk for me with the Lord, no matter how young they are, no matter how old I am. Um, it really is um, both of our relationships with God. And so Stephanie and I try and focus on exemplifying our relationship with God. We when we study and when we pray, we try and take that into our lives and live the best way that we can before our children, because they need to see. Our our girls need to see, and our children need to see that we love God 
and that God loves us. Oh, they certainly do. And I think, you know, my dad and mom were so great at that, at just living it so that we could understand. And I think mm-hmm. kids, especially, if you're not living what you're preaching to them, they're not going to want to take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's crucial to remember that Jesus told us, really, that our job is to plant seeds and water seeds, and that God will give the growth. So, Absolutely. So yeah. I, I love what you're saying, Rob, and I love your great ideas. Um, if there are listeners out there tonight who who perhaps are saying to themselves, you know what, that's not me. I, I'm not Rob. I can't do that. It doesn't even sound like my personality. I love mm-hmm. my kids, but, you know, I'm not really sure about all of this. Maybe I'm not a good dad. What would you tell them, Rob? Um, well, I would tell them first and foremost that I relate. Um I, I don't always feel like I'm the best dad, so um, my wife would tell everyone otherwise, but I truthfully, um, I do a lot of self-reflection, and in doing that, it gives me the opportunity to bring my actions or my thoughts to the Lord um, and to ask Him for forgiveness, and I'm also not afraid to, if I, if I know I've done something wrong, or something that I'm not happy with, I'm not afraid to take it to my girls and apologize to them. And I'm not afraid to talk to my wife and apologize to her. And I'm not afraid to bring God into it. That's Um, great, I'm very intentional about trying to bring God into it, especially when I'm apologizing to the girls. I think that's so very, very important. Um, I think that also is is a great example of modeling to our kids how they need to be. Well, we're going to be back with Rob Proper after this beautiful song called Song for Dad by Keith Urban. Listen to these words as they encourage you to make the most of each day for God so that you can be remembered by your children and by others as someone who made a difference, a difference for good. Let's listen. Lately I've been noticing I say the same things he used to say And I even find myself acting the very same way mm. I tap my fingers on the table to the rhythm in my soul And I jangle the car keys when I'm ready to go When I look in the mirror he's right there in my eyes staring back at me and I realize the older I get, the more I can see How much he loved my mother and my brother and me And it did the best that he could And I only hope when I have my own family That every day I see a little more of my father and me He was being just a little bit hard on me But now I understand he was making me become the man he knew that I could be And everything he ever did he always did with love And I'm proud today to say I'm his son When somebody says I hope I get to meet your dad I just smile and say you already have the older I get The more I can see How much he loved my mother and my brother 
my brother and me And he did the best that he could And I only hope when I have my own family Every day I see Oh, I hope I see I hope every day I see A little more than my father and me If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, and we're chatting with our Best Life staffer, Rob Proper. Rob's a gifted writer for our ministry and a dad of three kids, so we're happy to have him here with us today on the Father's Day show. I love the words we heard from that song. He did the best that he could, and I only hope that when I have my family, every day I see a little bit more of my father in me. I like to think that we can relate that to our Heavenly Father as well. So often we're racing through the busyness of our lives and we aren't really living in the moments that make up today. So Rob, let's keep going. And here's my last question for you. With today being Father's Day, what's one final thing that you can recommend to dads everywhere that would encourage them to be their best? Um, that is a great question. And at the expense of maybe offending some people, which I hope I don't, um, I would say abandon the man cave. Um, It's a concept that I don't really understand. I don't know why people want to spend time away from their family so much. So I would just encourage people to bring this to the Lord. Um, Ask God daily to help you find your happiness in Him first, and then to recognize the great gift that we're given with our wives and children. Um, I, I can't encourage people enough to try to find their happiness in their family. Um, you just you wind up spending so much more time with them. And that might come with some bad behavior. It might come with things that aren't always the best. But really, our time with our kids especially is short. And I just, I don't want to one day look back and wish I had done something different and wish I had spent more time with them. So I would say... Abandon the man cave. There you go. Spend time yeah. with your family. And I think that's important too, Rob, not just for men, but for women as well, because we can get so wrapped up in doing things that we want to do, um, you know, that are, are self-absorbed, that we forget mm-hmm. that putting our kids are first and foremost, that should be the way that it should be in our lives and in our hearts and in our minds and a great way to live our best life. So thank you so much. Uh, That was Rob Roper from Best Life, and happy Father's Day, Rob. Thank you so much. Listeners, today I want to share with you something that's so special to me. It's a list of my daddy's best advice, and I've shared it over the last year. Every now and then I'll throw in one of his great recommendations or tips. 
But I love wisdom and I love people who are smart and have that gift. And I look for that in other people. And my dad certainly had it. He knew how to weave in and out um, just really great advice when you needed it and sometimes when you didn't. And here's what scripture says about wisdom. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So I often find myself in situations where I think, wow, what would dad have done? And I remember a lot of these old tips and this great advice. So here's a bunch from my dad. Are you ready? You might have heard him before on my show, but we're going to hear him again. Number one, there will always be people who have more and some who have less. At times when I get jealous, my dad would say, Kathleen, look, look behind you. There are people that are behind you that are desperately trying to get where you are. They don't have what you have, and they're working really hard. Look in front of you. There are people ahead of you. They have more. They have things that you don't have. You're working your way there. And then look to the side because there's always somebody that's just right neck and neck with you. But what it means is that you're who you are. Don't be jealous of other people. Don't waste your time. Be thankful for who you are and how God made you. Number two, this is a goofy one, but it's worked for me. Wear a turtleneck if you start having a sore throat. I know it sounds crazy, but it's so true. Every time I'd say, Dad, come on, I've got this sore throat. What do I do? He'd say, Kathleen, I was born in 1930. Here's what we do, wear a turtleneck, even if it's hot, tie something around your neck, go out in the sunshine, get warmed up, make sure you're drinking hot tea with lemon, wear a turtleneck. Next one, give your relatives grace. That was a tough one. Whenever I'd think of some of the goofy things in my family or I'd say, wow, I'd love to trade up a different person for this person, my dad would say, Kathleen, we have to give them grace. God gave this family to us. You love them. Next one, practice makes perfect. Over and over, I would go downstairs and play the piano. My dad would say, Kathleen, play that song again. I loved it. Later on, when I got older, I realized a lot of times he was saying play that song again because he wanted me to practice it, although he really did enjoy my piano playing. Next one, I love this one. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Dad would say it's great to be kind to people. Always be kind to your friends. But he'd say, really work on making those enemies your friends because you can learn a lot from them. And if you keep them close, you can keep your eyes on them. And the last thing, never do things for a thank you. Sometimes I would just work and work and I'd say to dad, wow, I didn't even get a thank you. And my dad would say, is that your purpose? Was that your goal? Was that your reason for doing it? Because that was a bad motivation, honey. And he'd say, make sure when you're helping people, you don't expect a thank you. Those are some fun wisdom tips from dad. I realized something this week. Many people feel embarrassed to say the words, I love you, but my dad wasn't one of those. From the day that I was born till when he was 75 and died, every night he said to me, good night, Kathy, daddy loves you. You need to be saying this to your kids, whether you're a mom out there or a dad, whether you're a grandpa or a grandma, an aunt or an uncle, we need to tell people that we love them. Maybe you're listening tonight and you had a broken relationship with your dad You can't get over what he did, what he said, how he acted. But you know what? You've got to start letting that go. You've got to forgive and move forward. Maybe you can't call him tonight, but think about it. Just think about it. Maybe you're listening tonight and your daddy's passed away like mine has and you miss him. But let me remind you, let's really think about those great memories that we have and value and appreciate them. And if your daddy's here, well, give him a call. Give him a hug. Tell him you love him. 
Tonight, I want to remind you that the Heavenly Father, our Creator God, loves you more than any earthly dad could, but He's given you a dad. We need to love that dad. Let me pray with you tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to pray for the dads who are listening to the show. I pray that you would give them courage to stand up for what they believe in and courage to raise their children with love, with gratitude, with appreciation as gifts from you. I pray you'll give them wisdom and how to lead their families in the day-in and day-out world they live in. And tonight I pray for those who are wounded from their daddies. I pray, God, that you would help heal them. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, listeners, for listening today. And happy Father's Day. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, Your Best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.